What have we here? Welcome to the wonders of Thedas. Welcome to the Wonders of Thetis podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Dragon Age role-playing game needs. My name is Ren. I'm Jessica. And I'm Caitlin. We have a lot of podcasters today. Yeah, some of them you might hear uh, jingling in the background now and then. It's true. Because they're cats. We've got three humans, two cats, a Mabari, and a Nug. Sounds like a start to a really good joke. Yep. Two cats, a Mabari, a Nug, and three humans walk into a podcast. What's gonna happen? Well, oh, probably silly things. That's, yes. That's generally what we do. We're going to tell you what's going to happen. We're going to talk about Dragon Age stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got a cool show for you guys. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. So we'll uh, go ahead and uh, take a look at what's going on this week in Thetis. You aren't worried I'll just make it up as I go? Not at all. You'll need to hear the whole story. So, welcome to the welcome to this week in Thetis. We don't have too much to talk about right now, but more of the anticipation of things to talk about later. Uh, because literally the weekend after we released our last podcast, uh, Green Ronin held their annual summit. Ooh, mm-hmm. sounds yeah. intriguing. Yeah, they usually where they like get everybody together and they talk about the year to come. They talk about what's ahead and uh, all the stuff that they're working on right now and um, what they're gonna what their plans are, how they're gonna handle everything and. Usually, that usually involves what's going to go up with things like Dragon Age and, uh, of course, the other games like uh, Song of Ice and Fire and um, Blue Rose. I'm hoping to hear some things about that. What mm-hmm. they're going to do with fantasy. I am excited about Blue Rose. I yeah. I mean, I'm kind of an RP holic and romantic, <laughs> and it's sort of thespian, as it were. It so sounds cool. It's right up my alley. What's also, Blue Rose? oh, it oh, it's going to be really really cool. It's, it is really cool. You want to explain it? I'm definitely not being unprofessional and eating a clementine while we're recording. That's cool. I mean, if you, so if you, I would if, never do that. Yeah, even if you were eating clementine, I would still do it. But um, uh, we played Dragon Age, which uses the original Fantasy Age system, and then um, they broke Fantasy Age off into its own game um, and tweaked the rules around a little bit. But Blue Rose is actually an old RPG that Green Ronin made a while ago, and they're remaking it now with the Fantasy Age system. Ooh, sounds yeah. romance based. Yeah. It is a it is a ro- it is a romantic fantasy RPG. Can I play? Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Fun and learn. It's so cool. So much fun. I can't help love it, realize. Right. So They've got like this cool And we uh, brought tragedy to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> They've got this really cool system that I read about, like called the like the fate and destiny. Mm. Like um the destiny is supposed to be like the best possible ending for your character, like should your character follow the light in their heart and the and protect their friends, etc., then they will achieve mm. their destiny. Yeah. Uh, I like that. But should they give in to their baser nature? Should oh, they give it to greed and anger and darkness, they oh. succumb to their fate. Oh no. It sounds really cool. I can't I wait to check excited. it out. I yeah. want to play. You folks so should definitely bad. check it out if you get mm-hmm. the chance. Um, when, if and when we manage to test it, I'm sure we'll tell you all about yeah. it. And so, hopefully, yes. Hopefully Green Ronin is talking about things like Blue Rose and Dragon Age, Song of Ice and Fire, um, yeah, Mutants and Masterminds, etc. But when they come out of that summit, uh, at least last year, I remember that they had a really long update for how Dragon Age was going to progress. Uh, there, So they've... Um, oh, I, could, you know, I could be wrong, but they've at least got... So they've, now they're at least going to have plans for us. 
they're going to have plans for how things are going to be uh, happening going forward. So we haven't heard anything about that yet. We'll be sure to keep you guys up to date about it if more news comes out of the summit. Um, if it does, it might not. But we'll, I hope we'll, so. Yes. So keep checking Green Earnings website for more updates from them. And, of course, we'll get you more updates as they come in, and we'll get them on the podcast. But um, So stay tuned for more, I suppose. Mm-hmm. There's more stuff coming. So... There's a, there's a cat adventure happening in here. Little, little cat. What are you yep. doing? Little cat. See? Stop, so, little cat. Mm-hmm. Before she uh, starts the bad joke about walking into the bar, we're going to uh, go ahead and consult the codex. You can ask me questions if you like. I'm not sure why you'd want to, but... Oh, good. Thank you. I'm going to regret this, aren't I? Welcome to the Codex. So we've got a couple questions here today. Uh, I, I'd say I want to get your guys' input on these because some of these are, these are really interesting questions. Yeah, I've uh, seen a few of them. I'm pretty excited. The Yes. The first question was emailed to us from Kyle Skates. Thank you very much. Uh, Kyle Skates' question was, how much lore do you homebrew in? How much of the Dragon Age story do, uh, do you change when you play a campaign? Do you think there's an acceptable element to change? For me personally, I have told my players that the campaign they are playing in changes the history of Thetis as they know it, and as the campaign takes place 15 years before Dragon Age Origins, and they are fighting for a rogue group, fighting a rogue group of Nazi-esque Templars, something that definitely did not happen before Origins. End quote. End quote. Uh, the short answer, as much as you want. It's your game. Yep, true. Uh, long answer, it is definitely something worth thinking about. Oh, yes. When you make a campaign, it is definitely probably worth letting the players know just how close you are going to be cleaving to the canon. Uh, Dragon Age does have a storyline of its own, uh, but as folks who have played the video games know, that story is quite malleable. It's true. Although Mm -hmm. it's interesting because in some ways, while it's quite malleable, Mm -hmm. like all canon, if you're not willing to stretch it at all, you for certain eras, you leave yourself with very little room for alteration. It's true. True. And that can be all well and good Mm -hmm. if you're somebody that likes to sort of fit with the canon and try to make things work within it. And, or if you're playing in an era that's way earlier or way later. Yes. Because then you can just kind of do what you want. Kind of like what Bioware did with the Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Like, we don't want to work with regular stories. literally just going to mention oh. that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I stole it. Yeah, you did. I'm sorry. Thanks. But no, it's it's true. That is <laughs> that is exactly what I had in mind, actually. But Brain friends. That, that, that might be why we're married. There might be one of the reasons. It is just maybe. But, like, personally, mm-hmm. I rather like the sort of, uh, here's an assumption of canon, but everything that go- comes for for example, what we're doing in our game, which is, like, mm-hmm. here's the assumption of the canon that has occurred. Yes. But, from here on out, things can change either slightly or dramatically. Yeah. And that... Well, you know, some that's really not right for some groups because they don't want to alter the great story that has been put forth already, mm-hmm. and we certainly wouldn't want to argue with that because uh, we love those video games too, and books and everything. But I think there's something to be said for leaving some room for creative alteration. At least that's me. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic. 5,000 years ago. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to go into too much detail, though. 5,000 years ago in Dragon Age, what happened? You tell us. Also, GMs, you get to use their save files. Yeah. If it's your game, you get your own save file. Unless you love your wife. 
and I then mean, you might be something else. Uh huh. We yeah. wouldn't know about that around here. Nope. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Not like we still use his save file no matter what. I'm still head cannoning uh, my <laughs> warden in though, That's which is fun. honestly kind of the only difference between our files. It's it's honestly true. We like doing good guy stuff. Yeah. True. Either way. Either way. Uh, second question was from board member Parsival. Thank you again. With regards to apostates, and to begin quote, as being captured by Templars can be such a campaign-changing or adventure-ending fate, barring escape or playing out the whole time at the Circle, doesn't the GM often become complicit in a rather contrived situation, allowing the apostate quite a bit of leeway in maintaining their freedom? Of course, there is precedent for this in the video games, as neither a mage hawk nor his mage sister Bethany should have escaped, evaded capture in Kirkwall for five minutes, let alone five years. Hmm. Should we therefore just accept the suspension of game reality as long as they make a bit of effort to conceal their nature as necessary for an apostate PC to function? End quote. Short answer for me. With any luck, you and the player are going to work together to mm-hmm. find a way, like, because we've obviously had to work with this. Yes. You and the player are going to work together to try to find some comfortable solutions it is going to require a little bit of suspension of reality it will spend you know just like a little bit just just let it happen a little bit Mm -hmm. but if your player is not making a conscious effort to work with what you've agreed on and your player is not trying to conceal their magic at all maybe don't suspend disbelief quite that much it just it depends as long as you're working with your player and you guys have come to some sort of conclusion about it yes it's my opinion is a good place to be. Uh, it does. It allows a lot of interesting opportunities for uh, role play and drama. Yeah. Having an apostate. It in your does. Group. Yes. <laughs> as we, as we mentioned in the last episode, which was all about that apostate. I love Upon- apostate. Yes. It is the one background in the game that does that puts a little warning on the top. Like, yeah. hey, this is a dangerous one. Talk to your GM. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, actually, when it comes mm-hmm. to this in particular, how to deal with apostasy. Mm-hmm. This is another big part of talk to GM. Like yes. If, if you are, or for GM, talk to your PC. If you have someone who's like, I want to be an apostate, and they're going to be, you know, in cities where they're going to otherwise be arrested or taken away, make sure you talk to that player way ahead of time, before the yes. campaign starts. Mm-hmm. Don't spring that on Yeah, get, get your plans set up before everything starts, yeah. and you'll find that it works a lot better. Maybe like make a counter for how for the for the PC's audacity and if they make if they do something a little out there then like put a check mark next to it when you get to a certain number of check marks then the Templars come asking questions if you get more check marks after that the Templars come to arrest you and your party yeah something like that you guys were pretty good about having apostates yeah we threw our other apostate out a window you did plus you had that's <laughs> Oh, that's true. We got him away from the Templars. <laughs> got him away from the we Templars. We threw him out the window, and then the rogue picked him up like a sack of potatoes and ran through Denerim until they lost him. That was a good day. That, that was, was one. Day. That's one way to get rid of Templars. Folks. Yep. <laughs> Throw the apostate out the window. It's also a great way to get rid of your dignity if you are the apostate. But yeah. this particular NPC didn't have a whole lot of that anyway, so it's, it was all good. It's true. Fair. Bless he him. Was just kind of cool with whatever. And um, GMs, be kind to those uh, apostates who have to hide their powers on a daily basis and give them some stuff to do where they won't have to uh, risk being exposed uh, immediately. So th- taking care of th- taking care of uh, challenges inside a dungeon is a great place to go. Um, or like out in the forest in rural areas or people who aren't going to see them very often. Feel free to add some challenges that the apostate can handle 
can throw all of their might, all their weight behind, but um, that won't necessarily be exposed. Or even give them the chance to get some to create some goodwill with some NPCs so that they will help protect them. Maybe has some possibilities. There's some cool stuff out there. Um, but yes, if you have a question about the Dragon Age RPG, feel free to email your question to wondersofthatispodcast at gmail.com or send them in a personal message to Caught the Protector, that's me, on the Green Ronin forums. So, I'm really excited about this one, next one, because uh, we're going to open our books to the distant verses. Do you ever wonder what lies at the edges of the map, past the seas? No. I think we have enough to worry about on this continent. Of course, but... <sighs> Welcome to the Dissonant Versus. We got a really cool one today. I've been, I've been waiting to put this one in because uh, they've been finishing it. They've been fine-tuning it, and the 2.0 version just came out today. But, oh, uh, is this the thing we've been waiting for for a yes, while? Yes, yes. I just started playing with it a little bit today, trying to get the feel of it, and it's 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 interesting. I like it. It's, I think we're going to put this to good use, especially when we get hold of a printer. Yeah, the little bits that I've seen mm -hmm. look like really, really unrelentingly cool. So yes. I'm extremely excited about this. This uh, delightful tool we're going to tell you about comes from forum member xdemon13, I believe. Good for you, xdemon. It's hard yes. to really become an x one of those. It's yeah. true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we are, of course, talking about the Dragon Age Campaign Codex. Woo. The Campaign Codex is in a database in Access, the program. <laughs> That contains... Uh, oh, BB likes it, too. BB also likes it. Isn't that right? Isn't that right, BB? <laughs> she didn't do this for you. No, she didn't do it for me. Or anyone, really. No. <laughs> Just me, so for Andalite. So, uh, as BB was saying, the Campaign Codex is an access database that has a, has, a data, has a database that's filled with the talents, class powers, spells, NPCs, monsters... All kind of, it's um, almost everything that has been produced officially to date uh, through uh, official channels and a couple of homebrew things are all stored in this database for your convenience and your purveyance. Um, one of the really nice features of it is that there is another character organization, mass combat force, and NPC, NPC sheet generators that you can use to make uh, character sheets and little cards to use, and you can print them out. Nice. That's so cool. Yeah. We still like paper, and uh, but um, if you if you're if you're looking for a more digital bent, the campaign codex has also got you covered because it includes uh, a combat tracker, uh, an advanced test tracker. It lets you uh, make notes about specific players. It lets you make notes about their PCs. It may, lets you write down details about your campaign, uh, specific adventures within that campaign. You can write down like you can like keep uh, records of um, things that happen in specific sessions. You can. Uh, you can make you can you can make your own rules, of course, make custom stuff and add it to the databases. It's really it, it's 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 it goes it goes it goes everywhere. It's got a huge rules index. Uh, you can add your own entries, and I think I just said that. Yep. Yep. Going back over mm. it again. Yep. And of course, they'll be updating it as more books come out and uh, put the new stuff on. We're uh, going to also recommend reading the disclaimers that XDemon13 left for you in the information tab to get you started. There's a lot of stuff that you should probably know before using it, uh, so give it a give it a quick read. It's uh, it is a big tool. It's got a little bit of a learning curve, but man, I'm gonna love using yeah, and it. And honestly, it doesn't look like the learning curve is quite that high. No, not really. You, once you once you start messing around, once you start like clicking the buttons and messing around mm -hmm. with it and figuring out how it works, then you get a feel for it. I was fast. particularly impressed by the sort of by the like 
intricate detail with which you can put in your yes. character stats. Like, uh-huh. that was beautiful. Yeah, they put in, like, little drop-down lists for, like, uh, like what cast of dwarf you are, nice. what fraternity you were in the Circle of Magi, what Valislen you have if you're a Dalish. Yeah, Dalish everything. It was really cool, and uh, I, I haven't, we haven't tried printing it because we don't really have access to a printer at home. We're working on that. But, yeah. yeah. I will give you access to one because I can be print nice. stuff off on we Canvas. Need, we, oh, need yeah, dude. Stuff. we need to print lots of stuff. And speaking of databases, I'm learning actually how to create databases oh, you in are. one of my graduate classes. Excellent. So. Mm. Yay! Excellent. This ties well, into And then you it. can take a look at this and be like, this is awesome. Might because not it gonna is. look as good as this, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. This one's gonna be Next year we made it look really good too. It looks like it, it really looks like it belongs in a Dragon Age game. Um, and of course, if you are using it and you have and would like to report any problems or submit any ideas for the Codex, uh, Xdemon13 keeps a blog for the Codex that is just called um, campaign. It's just called Campaign Codex. If you go to Xdemon's like signature on their um, say on their Green Ronin profile, uh, there's a link, and we'll be providing a link to it in the blog post for this episode on our blog. Uh, one is the latest podcast.wordpress.com. If you would like to let us know about some custom Dragon Age RPG content or even send us some of your own, feel free to send them in a message to one is the latest podcast at gmail.com or send a personal message to Cot the Protector, that's me, on the Green Roading forums. We look forward to hearing from you. Yes. Show us your stuff. We want to know. We want to see it. Yeah, we want to share it with everybody else. Even if it's fan art. I'm not sure how we would show that over a podcast, but we would probably totally want to put it in like the. Uh, on the blog, yeah, yeah, on the yeah. Blog. yeah definitely. I'd, I'd be super down yeah. for that. If you guys want to share some fan art or some campaign art? Do it or fan picture. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Just maybe picture. not anything involving Corypheus and the architect at the same time. Okay, yeah. Well, anything with a slash in it is right. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> anything with a slash. Right yes, out. we're gonna. What about Iron Ball? You know that can go somewhere else that isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> There are plenty of great places to post such mm-hmm. fine literary works, and none of them are this blog. No. That's true. We're a family-friendly blog. Family-friendly family friendly. Family-friendly. Okay, let's move forward. <laughs> we should probably go on. Pretty uh, So we've got a really cool topic to talk about, a really important one. We're going to talk about goals in our main topic for today. Is it Welcome to the main topic. Today we are talking about goals. 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 Okay, we had to do it once. We probably won't do it again. Sorry if we blew out your ears. Not sorry. So. Caitlin's not sorry. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Hey, you. You back there. What are you doing? She found plastic. It looks tasty. Sitting here with plastic. (laughs) So, what is a goal? A goal is something that somebody wants. Whether it's uh, for uh, whether it's for a character or for a player or for the GM, a goal and see a goal in uh, the game terms is basically your character's motivation. Something towards which to strive. Yes, it is an absurdly important part of character creation. We oh, talked yeah. about this back all the way back way back in episode two. Yep, this is uh, what makes the difference between a fleshed out character in Dragon Age and uh, what is commonly referred to as a murder hobo. Oh, murder hobos. Mm. And believe me, this will give your character motivation and depth in 
it'll also give your GM ideas for future encounters. Yes, yep. please. Exactly. Give Dragon them Age. To me. Dragon Age is all about uh, finding ways to test your characters emotionally and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, make, make them Ryan. make their life hurt. And sure certain GMs it. are extraordinarily good at that. Yes. Right? <laughs> like. I, you definitely didn't have to kill your mate. And, yes, uh, I did. You definitely didn't have to turn down. Yeah. Okay. Sooners. Let's let's just keep moving on <laughs> with our lives. We definitely recommend taking some time to craft these with care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll rec- remember back in episode two, we were shouting and praising goals and ties. We'll be talking about ties later, but goals are super important. Uh, they're going to give the campaign momentum. They're going to assist you in creating drama. They're vehicles through which the stories are told. Uh, we recommend, of course, first uh, reading chapter six. That's well, first read whole of chapter six, the advanced role playing chapter. All of it's golden. All of it's going to help you. But in particular, for this episode, pages 134 to 141 of the core book, talk about goals. Talk about how to make goals. Talk about um, the intricacies of goals. We're going to be trying to build upon that, um, so we're not going to be just parroting what's in the core book. Uh, You should definitely check out the core book, uh, especially pages 138 to 140, because that is covered with ready-to-use goals. And Mm -hmm. um, some of them are really fun. Yep, they're also really easy to mm-hmm. sort of uh, tweak a bit. Yeah. If you've got a character who wants to do a certain thing, mm-hmm. they're I really good for that. I like the Getemabari Warhammer. Yeah. Who doesn't like the Getemabari? Oh, wait! We made that goal, didn't we, Boots? Yeah. He can't talk, he just has to animate, but if he could. He would bark. Yes. He would bark. He would bark, bark happily. And wag his tail. And like his little tail. Yes. But Mabari Warhounds are fantastic, so that is an excellent, uh, in my opinion, that is one of the best of the... No, no, no. 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 She has a voice. I know. The, we don't need to squeeze all the stuffed animals and make <laughs> them squeak now. <laughs> Nugmegs wants there to be a get a nug goal. But see, again, tweaking. You could change Mabari Warhound <laughs> inexplicably to get a nug or get a, a bar riding, a bar war nug. Or, I mean, oh kind of same thing, get lunch. Death nug. Get lunch. Get a nug. Oh. They're that's a very short-term goal. Yeah, and also uh, a sad one. That's, that's, that's an emotional Dragon goal. Age. <laughs> Dragon <laughs> Age. Eating friends. Oh. <laughs> Eating your emotions as it might or drinking, or drinking your emotions at. That definitely happens. That oh, happens yeah. with my character more than once. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Your character's it. wife has not appreciated it very much. Hey, Ooh. she hasn't had. Yeah, uh, she's been clean for a while. You've been, been, been doing well. You've been Thank good. you. That's yeah. called character growth, people. Yeah, okay. and uh, really, goals are a huge part of that, and that was actually ties. Ties do that too. Mm-hmm. But goals and ties are. You know more than just the fact that they make drama and they give the and they give the GM lots of things to work with. Mm-hmm. They are also sort of the uh, brush strokes you're going to use to really portray your character. Yes, it's going to be very hard to express your character and your motives if you don't have any motives. Yes, mm-hmm. it's true. It's true. And your motives sort of help show your personality traits and mm-hmm. the way you develop as a character. So it's a huge part of that dynamic character push forward definitely definitely so we're going to talk a little bit about how to make how to make goals uh how to make good goals because we want them to be good yep. we want them to be able to, to want to make them work for you mm-hmm. uh, work for your campaign work for your other player for your uh, other players work for your player character um so first things first there's really not really a perfect formula for crafting your character's goals because 
There's because no two characters' goals are the same. That's true. And the gamut of what characters want, you know, goes from heroic to vile. Yeah. From no simple character to exists in a vacuum. Definitely. That's very yeah. true. So you should write the goals how you feel best portrays your character. Um, however, there are some considerations that can you can make them constructive and make them mm-hmm. help everybody. Um, the first one is uh, a very important one. Write the goal clearly. Yeah. Yeah, do not be vague about this. If Please you're going to have a hard time sort of getting the specifics of what you're doing, your GM is going to have a way worse time. Yes. So, like, putting get rich would be a, <laughs> would be a really, really bad example. That's super vague. Except, sorry, Callian, I love you. <laughs> but she's got other things going, too. She does. But maybe specifically mm-hmm. gain wealth so that I can do yes. be you know yes. be accepted by the society mm-hmm. or so that I can have some respect or so I can have the food that I need. Yes, you know goals. So if you've got goals that yeah, if you've got goals that you don't write very clearly, it also may be really hard to tell when you've finished it. Mm. Yeah, because if you just say like get rich, when are you rich? I can't help but feel like we're ragging on Callian right now. <laughs> how do you measure well? How do you measure well? <laughs> and how do you rag on the rogue? <laughs> All the time. Yeah. All the time. When she's when not she, here. She's not here to podcast with us, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> she had stuff to do. Yes. Yeah. She, she had work. She had to do that job thing. She had to do that responsibility thing. It's yeah. true. Lame. We all do it. <laughs> At the friendly local gaming store, too. Yes, yeah. it's, it's true. It's true. So, um... Make sure we can read it and understand it, and make sure that, and definitely make sure that it's uh, written clearly enough that it's not going to create assumption classes between you and the GM. Oh yes, and the, discuss them ahead of time. Yes. Yeah, and if you have questions, be sure to clarify with your mm-hmm. GM before you go ahead and decide to make this a goal yes. for your character right off the bat. If the GM reads it and interprets it one way, and you interpret it another way, and you guys get halfway through the campaign, yeah, and you didn't talk about it beforehand. Yeah. Stuff is going to go down. Mm. Very bad stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Feelings are going to get hurt. Books will be stabbed. Tears. Tears. Regret. Mm-hmm. Grumps. Swords. So, <laughs> write, them, write them obvious. Write them plain. Should be a clear subject, clear verb. You, I would say this. This is the thing I want to do. Another, let's say a good question that you want to answer about your goal is whose goal is this? This may seem kind of obvious if you're writing character writing character goals, but um, goals represent something that is desired. But you got to ask who uh, who between the player character and the person who's writing the character wants that goal. So maybe like maybe get a little asterisk or make a little note next to the goal, whether it's a player or a character goal. Um, play, character goals are obvious; they're the things that the character wants. Mm-hmm. So. Enough said. Uh, player goals, however, are something that the player specifically wants for that character. Yeah, the, ca- the character may have absolutely no idea that this is going to happen. Uh-huh. In fact, often shouldn't. Yes, yeah. it's true. No metagaming. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, this is the, this is the kind of metagaming that matters. This is true. it is. This is the set sort of the character doesn't know this, but I do. Yeah, and this is sort of where backwards metagaming, like reverse metagaming, could be a huge problem. Yes. Like. Uh, if your character somehow gets the idea that they're supposed to have this dynamic character shift, mm-hmm. it might not feel quite as authentic, and it might even be mm-hmm. kind of hard to build. It might be. So um, you can use player goals to as also to have the, the GM like put subtle nudge, nudges in certain directions for your character. 
Um, for example, let's see, the example I wrote down was, I want love to turn them away from their vengeance. Ooh, it's likely not something that the character would consciously want. But man, that would make a good story. Yes. I'm pretty sure we've done that. I, I think we have done that, actually. When, uh, with different, well, with Cal, actually, yeah, mm-hmm. that too, a little bit. Well, more, more now she's got a friend to be vengeful yes. with. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Yeah. But in other RPGs, we've yes. pulled that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, next thing you want to know about your goal and want to think about is the term of the goal. Is it a long-term goal or a short-term goal? Uh, the term of a goal can have a surprising effect on the goal's connotations. Mm-hmm. So if you have two, if you have uh, two goals with the same text but different terms, it can mean really different things. Mm-hmm. Like the, the example, the, the goal "find my sibling." If you make it a short-term goal, it probably means that the character can't find their sibling. They went missing recently, or maybe they left town and they haven't come back since they said they would, or maybe they you had a feeling that they weren't intending to return to town. So you want to go find them. You want to find out what they're doing. Uh, and you might already have a lead. You might already have some folks you can ask, and you might already have a clear direction for it. Um, but if you change find my sibling into a long-term goal, it could mean that the sibling has been missing for a very long time. Years. Years have gone by, and they don't know where the sibling is. Mm-hmm. Mysteriously vanished somewhere. One of my first goals was to find my mate, because he, had, uh-huh. he went to, he, like... Rushed off into the woods. You should probably feel bad. Which yeah. you should feel bad about! Maybe a little bit. Oh, well. Sorry, not sorry. It was a good story. <sighs> so, that was a good example of a short-term goal. Yes, so I would... My character had to go after him. A good example of a long-term goal is... My character wants to build up the Emerald Knights in order mm-hmm. to protect our new nation of Brasilia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, stuff's getting, getting pretty crazy. Ooh. So much for canon in my campaign. Yeah, we, we took canon and kind of drove it into the ground. It's <laughs> true. We created our And then walked over it. it. And then... Then came back and stomped on it a little bit. Yeah. But, yes. So now she's in charge of the Border Patrol, and she mm-hmm. wants to create a new... Defensive force for the elves. Definitely. And this Super goal, cool. in the end, can have more of an impact on her as it's happening. Mm. It can be more dynamic because as Alora is having more and more responsibility and is having to do more and more tactically minded things instead of actually being on the front lines, that can change the way she looks at things and thinks about things. That's true. That's why she got the military lore talent. Yeah, it helps. Good stuff. It helps. Mm-hmm. So that term is going to tell how important that task is to that character. So using your example, um, short-term goals aren't necessarily less important to a character, but... Um, less defining as a part less of the Less defining. Story. Yeah, yeah. Like if, you were, if a character was given the choice between the short-term goals completion and the long-term goals completion, they would probably go for the, the long-term The one they've been goal. working on longer. Yes. That would make a good story, actually. Forcing them to choose. But then you pick long-term ones you don't want to work. Oh, but what if I make it really painful? Oh, why, <laughs> You made things plenty painful. It's not like I don't have some plans down the line or anything. Oh, great. <laughs> that was that was a pretend injury that, was, that, that you all missed. And so it just came out in some weird noises instead. Yeah, I was going to read it, but I decided that was a bad idea. And lo, a mighty punch was thrown, except not mm-hmm. really at all. New short-term goal. 
punch husband. <laughs> yeah. Go, go complete. <laughs> <laughs> so thankfully, that mean that would mean that short term goal is less important to you than the long term goal of, uh, <laughs> like, of having a fulfilling marriage. Yeah, having a fulfilling marriage. Are you sure? Yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. They're being too adorable. Mm-hmm. Be happy you're not here to see this. The, uh, also, the quantity of short and long-term goals for that character on their list uh, can have some impact on what the character's like. Uh, a character who has only long-term goals might be like a character who has big plans and is looking to the future a lot. Maybe he's, has got like big plans. Yeah, they got stuff they want. Kind of blinders on. Yes, got the blinders on. They're going, but they're but they've got the blinders on. They're looking to the future. Yep, right. Uh, meanwhile, a short-term goal character has you know got stuff that they want to do right now. Stuff that's that's around them that they can reach for that they can take. Uh, so a character that has only short term goal is more focused on the here and now, mm-hmm. right. living more hand to mouth and mm-hmm. being much more aware of the current situation than the other guy. Yes, okay. neither of those is particularly inherently superior to the other. You should do which one feels better for your character. Uh, the next question that you need to know about your goal is how simple is this goal? Talk about the complexity. Uh, does it involve a single task, or does it involve, or is the sing- that one goal co- require multiple tasks to in order to have it feel accomplished? And generally, the more tasks it's going to take to uh, solve is a good indicator of whether or not it's a short or a long goal. Mm-hmm. And simple goals are things that the pe- that your character wants, but may be more flexible. And how they go about accomplishing. Yes, it. if you have a simple goal that's like I want this thing, PC is probably going to be cooler about uh, you know I, I can get it through violence, I can get it through peace, I can mm-hmm. get it through trickery, I can get it through trade. Yes, huh. as long as I get the thing, then the goal is complete. But if the players got uh, more quantifying. Um, circumstances for that particular goal like, that they... I need to get these particular daggers from this person because they were used to slay my parents yes. something like that then like that. pretty much mm-hmm. you're going to have a certain feeling in mind about how your character's going to go about that mm-hmm. yeah what they might do with those daggers I'll probably person. steal those daggers away and myrtleize the person that myrtleized my parents yep. yep I guess you could try and buy them but probably not <laughs> I guess probably. you could but that wouldn't feel as good mm-hmm. to the character. Yes. So specificity for the goal, um, how open it is, can tell a lot about a character. If a character is very uh, uh, narrow-minded on how they want to how they want to accomplish this goal, um, you can also ask uh, in terms of complexity. Um, does the cre- does it create complexity because it conflicts with other goals of yours or goals of other PCs? And now that right there is, like, those are dangerous waters, but yes. waters that are rife with good are Ooh, opportunities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, I'm going to very strongly recommend that if you do have goals that are going to conflict with the goals of other PCs, you want to talk to the other players about yes. it first. Please do. That is not the kind of thing that any player needs sprung upon them, unless no. you've made it clear ahead of time that this might be the kind of campaign where people turn on each other. Where faith is misplaced, perhaps. Ugh. Yeah, sorry, I'm still not buying that any of our party members Yeah, 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 it kind of fell through. <laughs> yeah, we're all kind of... I'll have to try harder. No. no. <laughs> you guys are all too pure. No, too not, we're, not, we're pure, not pure, we're just, we're devoted to each other. We love each other. 
and the, yeah. this and that. Yep. Not helping me. It's a sorority <laughs> full of snarky Dalish. It's great. It's awesome. Snarky elven ladies. It's yeah, the best. True. Not all Dalish. Sorry, Callie, and I keep snubbing you. <laughs> but it's still the best. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. We are so she mean called to... me a rabbit. She did. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, talk to those other PCs and yeah. get their consent. Absolutely. Or conspire with them and have them make goals against your character. If yeah, you really you want that type can... of campaign and relationship uh-huh. between you and your characters. Yeah. It can be... Uh... It can be extraordinarily dramatic and Definitely. really cool, but plan ahead. Please yeah. do. Nobody likes being put on the defensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there are some people who do, but you're probably all going to know that about each other ahead of time. Yeah. Let's hope so. Especially if you talked ahead of time about the goals. See? Still good. There you go. Talk about it. Um, speaking of goals that conflict, uh, you can also create some excellent tension if you have two goals for a character that are mutually exclusive. Forcing them to choose between the two. They might not know at the beginning of the campaign that the two are mutually exclusive, or maybe they do know. But one way or another, that piece is going to have to choose eventually. Like romance or their people, for Mm -hmm. example. Yep. Nobody's had to make that choice. Nobody's had to make that choice. Nope. Definitely not in a campaign that's very near here. Nope. But that's a good example of having two goals that, even if the character doesn't necessarily realize that they're goals, Mm -hmm. knowing that those two things can't work together means that uh, the GM and the player can find all sorts of tasty little ways to uh, make things tense and painful. Mm-hmm. And that's what Dragon Age is all about. True. Yes. <laughs> Tension and pain. Tension and hurting people. And blood. Plenty oh, of that. Too, yeah. Yes. Uh, if your goals play into each other or have a clear order, uh, they can portray more conviction to or dedication to a task. Maybe like rising mm. up the ranks of the Templar Order, mm-hmm. or gaining a, um, access to a certain mm-hmm. level of power so that you can enact a certain rule yes. or yeah. find a certain person. Exactly. Yeah, basically having things that lead mm-hmm. to each other so that you can yes. succeed. Now you can be if you have like two goals that clearly like work into each other, as opposed to having one goal that is both of those things mixed together. Um, it can mean different things. Uh, so if you've got like. To, if you've got a PC who's got like uh, become let's see become a Templar uh, Knight Captain, um, and then the second goal is like uh, loosen the, loosen the nooses on the mages, uh, incre- loosen lessen the tensions on the mages. Um, those two likely have, or at least the player intends that they have a, uh, a clear order. So that could, especially if that's two out of the player's three goals, it probably means that that person has got that goal on their mind all the time. Right. That is the thing that they are doing. Um, if you put those two goals together, you know, become a knight captain so I can use the power to loosen the nooses on the mages, um, that means you've got potentially room for more goals, which means your character's probably got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, might even want to do more stuff once they become a knight captain, or maybe they want to do stuff that's completely unrelated to the knight captain position. So think about how uh, how the goals are like fitting together and how they're arranged. Um, and GMs could potentially give test PCs by giving the opportunity to complete their goals out of order, or compl- or give them the opportunity to complete their goals but not in the way they originally intended. And mm-hmm. See if that uh, PC is willing to uh, abandon the original plan for expediency. Well, if that player is willing to abandon the original. Yeah. Yes. So next, uh, we want to know how many goals do you have? 
the generally accepted amount of goals in the core rulebook, at least, is two short-term goals and a long-term goal. Generally a good idea. Just to start out with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're going to complete some of those, and then you're going to want to mm-hmm. have new ones. And But, yeah, that's generally a healthy balance. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good place to start. Uh, of course, talk to your GM. Some GMs are going to have more. Some GMs might want fewer of them. Uh, more goals for a character would, uh, would you know indicate an ambitious character, a uh, person with a lot of purpose, or if the goals have very little to do with each other, it might end up being like a scatterbrained person. Um, while only having a couple goals means that you are quite single-minded, uh, have a lot of drive, or have one goal, one objective, or just a simple simple these. Mm-hmm. So um, when you're making goals, um, try and stick with GM's magic number because too many goals can be overwhelming for the GM and could lead to um, campaigns that drag on a little while because the GM's trying to fit in a lot, a lots, of, lots of goals with the story that they're trying to write. Um, but... On the flip side of that, too few goals can make the campaign feel less significant for the PCs because they had nothing invested in the story. Yeah. And I, I honestly, I prefer things that, if, yeah, if I had to choose, I'd prefer something that dragged on a bit and Same. had a lot of different investment than the mm-hmm. other one. Mm-hmm. And that's not true for everybody. So check with your GM, talk to your party, find out where you guys stand. Basically, yes. communication is key here yes, between please. you, the GM, and the rest of your party. Yeah, members. we could probably have summed up like 40 minutes of this podcast by just saying, like, that. saying that once. And then just sort of, <laughs> Talk to people. Let's Talk just, to let's, people. We should like just people. say it and then make it like a, a soundbite and then just replay it every time we need to say mm-hmm. it. It would save us like 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's true. Talk it out. Talk to your GM. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to your players. Why did it get 90s? I don't know. It's like, talk to your GM. Radical. (laughs) Potacious. Oh, oh, wow. We went there. We went there and then farther, and I'm ready to come back home. Oh, man. Stop. We need to stop. We're going too far. We can't go back. We have to leave the fade. We have to leave someone behind. Not me. Right. (laughs) Oh, all right. Shall we continue? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. You can cut down on how many goals folks have by giving uh, multiple players the same goal, or mm-hmm. uh, so having uh, coordinating with your fellow players so that your PCs all have similar goals. Um, that can create camaraderie, and uh, but they can also create extra drama if even if all the PCs have the same goals, they might want to go about doing them in different ways. Mm-hmm. So, like if they come across the Bandit King and one person wants to. Say, give them to the give them to justice and let the courts decide their fate uh, let justice be done and then the other person wants to nah, dude, kill the jerk that'd be the other person yeah yep that well, could maybe, be very difficult maybe but... one person wants to unseat them so they can become the bad king, king. <laughs> sounds like a really really difficult party to be a part of yeah, yeah that's, that's that's a weird day sounds like the evil pathfinder campaign <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, evil will be that mm-hmm. we'll let them do you can certainly do that in Dragon Age. No. That's true. There's Morality's no good weird. and evil in Dragon Age. Yeah. That's Morality's true. Weird. I mean, we Morality is just shades of gray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, more general advice. We got some more tidbits to throw at you guys. Uh, you can have some PCs that have more goals than the other people in the party. This can cause some resentment among some player types because that PC has more goals, which means that they're more invested in the story and they get more screen time. They get more attention. More stuff happens that involves their characters. And the PCs are fewer goals are going to get less screen time, and they might feel less important in the campaign. Mm-hmm. So watch out for that. Just, again, talk Everybody's to your important. GM. 
Talk to your fellow players. Stop. We took it out of the 90s. We went into the You didn't early really. Okay. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, early I did the cheesy smile, but nobody could. That's, yeah, that's good. I saw it. Kind of. That, oh, hey, this is an important point. Mm-hmm. Is that, uh, especially if you've got players who are new to role-playing games, Ooh. some of them are may or may not be very comfortable with writing goals right off the bat. Mm-hmm. They may not know what they think these characters are going to do. They may not know what they really want for this character. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is, and above all, you know, goals are going to be important, but do not rush this part of character creation. Nope. Very do not true. rush it. Nope. Give it lots of time. If needed, you can always let the player hold off on writing the goals so that they have time to get to know their character and what they're doing with them. Mm-hmm. That's very, that's yeah. a very smart idea. Because uh, it should be necessary as well if you're not sure mm-hmm. what you're doing with your character yet. Just mm-hmm. it Gotta may take, yeah, it may take a couple sessions for you to get a good feel for what you think mm-hmm. your character wants. So don't be, yeah, no don't rush. Feel rush. Take your time. This may be also especially true even for folks who are role players but haven't played Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. Yes, don't know true. much about the Dragon Age universe to be like, I don't know what it, what's a good goal. Or even if you're a role player because just standard and you've played Dragon Age because mm-hmm. most of us have had that character that we thought was going to start one way and ended up being something entirely different. It's, it's true. true. Mm-hmm. Sometimes characters just become the person that they were meant to be, not yeah. the person you thought you were making. I always think that's sometimes the coolest part of having a, uh, a role-playing character is when they get away from you. It's a little bit eerie. It yeah. is. It is. The experiences and sessions will change your character mm-hmm. for better or worse. You can never tell. Uh, some GMs may have a list of pre-written goals. Uh, some GMs will like to... It's, it, it allows them a bit more control and uh, gives uh, PCs some more ready-made fluff to get them immediately invested in the story. So some GMs might write out goals uh, at the beginning of the campaign to give the PCs you know, an idea of what the campaign's going to be about, where they're going, what they're going to be doing, and um, they'll let the PCs pick between those, uh, pick between those goals to... Get the, to get them more immediately invested. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a cool idea. I kind of wish I did it now. Now that the campaign is 16th level. <laughs> yeah, I think we're okay. We'll I mean, fine. I think we're by now, fine. by now we're doing great. <laughs> when it comes to goals, I think this group is pretty well stocked. I mean, Probably I'm thinking of a couple of new yeah. short-term ones for mine. But mm-hmm. I'm sure we will see them soon. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. But uh, let's see, what was the other thing I was going to talk about? It was, uh, oh, actually, the, uh, another big part of this planning with character goals, Mm -hmm. make sure that the PC goals are at least in some way relevant to the way the campaign is going to go and where it's set. Please. There is, there are a few things more difficult for a GM Uh than having a character who has a boatload of goals that have nothing to do with the plot or the setting. Yeah, the player kind of went home and was like, oh, this stuff is cool. I want to put this in the campaign. Oh, and this will be fun, too. Okay, which player? Because there were like seven of those. In which campaign? Any of them. Oh. All of them? Yeah. I I had that problem a couple times in Pathfinder. I'm glad that Dragon Age came along and gave me goals so I can codify the stuff right now. Yep. But it's really uh, very useful to Mm -hmm. have that, you know. Talk to your players. Talk to your GM. Da, 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 da. There, I did it. Are you happy now? <laughs> I am. Good. I am. But seriously, get everybody on board for the basic setting of the uh, 
setting of the game and the mm-hmm. sort of general style of game. Is it going to be intrigue? Is it going to be like a uh, dungeon run? Mm-hmm. Make sure that people are aware of what they're about to be doing in general so they can start making goals that are more care- more closely aligned with that mm-hmm. game. Yes. If you're making a game about pirates, you really don't want to have something about rebuilding an elven nation in the middle no, of the forest. That doesn't no, really help. That doesn't have anything to do with pirates. Campaign about Elysian political intrigue. If your goal requires you to help travel into the heart of the Anderfells all the way in the north, that's not very helpful. No. no. No, these are things that do not go together very well. Mm-hmm. And it's just much easier for everybody, keeps everybody more involved if yes. right from the get go they're all planning for the same game. Yes, it helps. Please do. And um and also in that vein, players, please remember that your goals are a wish list. They're not commands for your GM. Oh, Just yes. Just because you write down the goal does not mean that it has to be in the campaign. That's not fair to the GM. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Be kind with your goals uh, and write them so that you can give the GM a hand and create interesting directions for the campaign. Just and make little side, make interesting little side branches. Uh, don't have to, it's been branches that join back in with the original tree, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, and GMs, do not be embarrassed to ask your characters, uh, ask your players about their goals, talk to them about it, and if you feel uncomfortable with the goal or you feel like you just don't know how to make it work, let them know, and you guys can talk about it and maybe find a uh, suitable replacement goal or maybe adjust the goal a little bit, or um, maybe if you uh, are struck by some crazy inspiration during the conversation, then you can maybe make it work, but talk to your players. Mm, collaborate. Collaborate. And listen. Okay. Thank you. Now we went back to the 90s. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> so, um, there is no specific schedule for how quickly goals should be completed. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, ask your GM. The GM is going to set the pace of goal fulfillment in the campaign. Some GMs will like to do it quick. Some GMs like to play the long game. Mm-hmm. Uh, short-term goals, you can, you can probably complete those in a couple sessions as a general mm-hmm. guideline. Yeah. Maybe like... Yeah. Two or three sessions, maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe like an adventure or two. You might yeah. get a, a short term goal completed, and long term goals might take a whole campaign before they're finished, or mm-hmm. you might never finish them. Yeah. You never it know. could take slightly less time as well, but yes, it is going to depend between yeah. characters. It is not uncommon for a long term goal to take an entire campaign. Yes, yes, you guys and have a couple okay. of uh, long term goals that I'm not sure when you're going to feel like they're done. Yeah, but I think that's also mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah, I know. It works for me. It yeah. works for me, too. Works for you guys, and it works for me. Yeah. See? Collaborating. Mm-hmm. And communication. Yes. And, Friendship. Uh, <laughs> buzzwords. Buzzwords. <laughs> Quick, more buzzwords. <laughs> Let's talk about the election. Oh, no. So goals should be as dynamic <laughs> and fluid as the characters who have them. Yes, that please. is very important. <laughs> some PCs might complete some goals sooner than others and could end up completing more goals in a campaign than other companions. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're getting more involved in the campaign than someone else. It could, for example, mm-hmm. like we talked earlier, there might be that one person who's got the blinders on. They're only seeing the long term. They might complete only two, you know, one, two, three goals tops in a campaign mm-hmm. if they're only into long term goals. If their uh, party member is a short term goals kind of person, yeah. then they are very likely going to complete more goals mm-hmm. than the other PC. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are more invested in the campaign. It just means that that character is showing that more immediate mindset. Mm-hmm. So either way is just fine. Oh, yeah. And they change, too. They can change. It's okay. Yes. So you shouldn't feel discouraged if one player is doing more goals than mm-hmm. you or vice versa. Yeah. Everybody do. The characters are different. Yep. Yep. 
And uh, this may be obvious, but goals can and often will shift over time. It's yeah. true. Sometimes goals don't be completed. They just be replaced. Yep. That's true. That's how it yeah. is. And characters shift focus. Um, also, um, especially with the like schedules of how completing goals and how quickly some people complete goals, uh, maybe GMs be somewhat uh, forthcoming about uh, the rewards for completing goals. Yes. Because um, especially like for those people who... There might be, you never know, you never know. There might be a cheeky player who thinks that they're gonna make a lot of really short-term goals and just start getting a lot of rewards really quickly. Because usually, goals have a reward of some kind. Sometimes the reward is really obvious, like locate my ancestral sword. You yeah, found the sword. You get the, the sword. The yeah. reward is the sword. Um, Congrats. But in a lot of cases, especially with ones that are really simple stuff like find my sibling or um, I don't know, like build my first suit of armor, you'll probably get like a little mm. experience payout. Yeah. Maybe, and with some, you can mm. even uh, award titles. Yes. Things like that. Honorifics. Honorifics. Just make sure that they're relevant mm. to the goal yeah. being completed. Yes, do. Yes, do. So, um, especially for people who are going to have a lot of goals being completed very quickly, um, put some thought into how you're going to reward characters who complete lots of goals rapid fire, uh, as opposed to characters who complete some goals occasionally. Uh because that could have some potential fallout between from players because feelings might get hurt. Nobody likes that. Nobody no, likes that. Nobody don't like that. Nobody don't like that. Um, there's some good guidelines for that also in the core rulebook. There's good guidelines for all this stuff in the core rulebook. We're we're touching a couple things because goals are very powerful. Uh, they're storytelling tools, and you can use these in any RPG, not just Dragon Age. Just because they showed up in Dragon Age doesn't mean that this is the only place to have them. Although, it definitely helps with the narrative feel that Dragon Age into Dragon Age tries to show. Mm-hmm. You can use these in any RPG, and you should. They're so cool. Absolutely. They, Love them. Yeah. You get your character's motivations, their drive, their personality. You get it on paper, but it's but it's on paper in a way that's easy to read, and the GM can use it. And, uh, written in pencil, as it were. Pencil, oh. please. No yeah. pen. Oh, yeah, fair. <laughs> well, I mean that more figuratively in that we can change them. Yes, That's yes, true. yes. Definitely. Yeah. You should you should take some time with these. Goals are a pretty important storytelling tool yes. in just about any RPG. Any but RPG. especially in Dragon Age. Especially, especially in Dragon, in Dragon Age. Definitely. And no matter which game you're using them in, there's a significant chance that they will make your game unforgettable. That's Indeed. true. You guys build the roadmap. You guys write the script. You guys know how the season's going to end. Yep. So go forth. Make make your goals and and plan the best campaign. And then tell us all about them, please. Tell us please. all about them. We want them. to yeah, know. Definitely. We do want to know. Yeah. Send them in, send them in emails. One of the famous podcasts at gmail. One of the famous podcasts at gmail.com or send them in a personal message to caught to caught the protector on green running forums. We you should probably it. just make that a soundbite too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably should. Anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's our show. Yes. Yep. We got more stuff to talk about later. We're Honestly, I don't think we're ever going to run out of stuff to talk about with this show. Nope. We're also chatterboxes, so that's that helps. Also, that helps. There's, there's a lot of crazy like crazy junior game designers who are always going to give us stuff for the distant verses. And by crazy, and he means incredibly talented. Yes, that's that is what I meant. That is what I meant. Which means, and so, and we're crazy, too, because we're also making stuff that we'll be sharing with you guys later. Yep. But um, before we, I guess, uh, beat the dead horse, um, this is Ren wishing lots of sixes on that dragon die.
This is Jessica, wishing you, as always, many heels and happy feels. And this is Caitlin, reminding you to, one in doubt, hit it with a sword. Thank you guys again. You guys have a good day. Or night. Or, or whenever you're listening to this. Yes. Or time travel. Or yeah, maybe you're listening to this in the far future, and it's some sort of new time of day, like midneve norning or something. <laughs> in which case, have a good midneve norning. Yes, please do. Yep. What do we eat at midneve norning? Pretzels. Tacos. Taco pretzels. <laughs> Pretzel tacos. <laughs> we should probably move this into post show before yes. this gets. Silly. Before it gets yeah. really silly. Bye-bye. Bye bye. their bow it's just a thing that's stupid it's a crossbow one of a kind and far smarter than current company oh kiss it already and tell booty coty and other booty i'm real sorry we're a very forgiving family dwarves are weird no argument here oh you're doing this wrong always happens yeah you always do I so, haven't watched this show in a long time. This is the post show. Yes, post show. Welcome Woo! to the post show. So, Yay! for those of you who haven't heard, we haven't been doing post shows in every episode. So, for those of you who don't know, the episode's over. We've talked about the Dragon Age stuff. We've You're not going to hear anything topic. more useful, I promise. Yeah. You'll probably be, may, you might be hearing about Dragon Age. Maybe. Maybe. Um, not necessarily. But, uh, so the show's over. We've talked about everything we're going to talk about this episode. So, if you want to stop listening to the episode, that's perfectly fine. We're, we're just probably going to talk about cats and video games. Yeah, I mean, it's true. We're going to shoot the breeze now. So, I may fart. Who knows? Oh, great. This is a small room <laughs> with very little ventilation. By all means, that will be wonderful. And I won't leave. There's one vent, and it's kind of covered by, uh, it's kind of covered by a curtain. Yeah, it's I don't fine. like our odds. Oh, there's another up there. Oh, we're safe. <laughs> also, apologies for all the cat noises. And I think at some point near the end there, oh, I tried to move to get to like do something involving a cat, and my back literally snapped in about seven different places. So if you can hear that, I apologize. That's gross. It was really painful. Oh my god, we're looking, we're looking in two different directions. <laughs> <laughs> the cat's very sleep. Yeah, he's been sleeping there the whole time. Mm. You may have he's heard a, a couple cat. of jingles. That was him rearranging himself. Perhaps. Probably mostly. He's me. a pretty good box cat. Once he's in a box, he's happy. Mm. Yep. He does love him some boxes and bags. Oh boy bags. I'm gonna put this back on Vivi so she now she can jingle all she likes. Oh, she been nice and sitting there quiet. Yes. What, what a, a nice cat. cat. What a good cat. He's gonna put this collar back on. Oh, she's gonna love it. Yep. And don't be. That's her favorite. So yes, hello. Hello, welcome to the post show. We're talking about stuff, mostly cats, as we as we promised. Yes. Speaking of cats, that cat is also awesome, but she's not here because that would be that, that could end in violence. That would not end well. So Jessica and I's cats are BB and Boogles. And then my cat's name is Zeba. Mm-hmm. She's a tuxedo. She mm-hmm. she knows she is my favorite. We like cats around here. We do like cats. But don't worry, we also really like dogs. If you're a dog person, I'm with you. I had a dog for a way long time, and I still miss her, and she was my best friend. So we're dog people here, too. At least some of us are dog and cat people. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, my parents' house has a dog. I like dogs. I just relate better to cats. Same. Yeah, I'm the other way around. I don't know why these cats keep following me. (laughs) Cats, I've always had... Like, people say this cat doesn't like anybody, and then the cat will love me, so I don't know what that says about me. 
I'm like a druid with cats, apparently. Cat druid. Yes! Could that be a thing? That could probably be a thing. That yeah. probably is a thing. This one time I was singing while I was cleaning a bathroom, and the cat was in there with mm-hmm. me, and then my friend Ray came in and accused me of being a Disney princess. And I, realized, <laughs> I think I was wearing a skirt at the time, too, and I was just like, this is awful and I have to stop. And so I stopped cleaning the bathroom. <laughs> Definitely wasn't an excuse to stop cleaning the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not doing Go it. Go away. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Stupid animal friends. Also, animal. I'm still missing a large amount of my voice from that illness that you've all been hearing me overcome. Yeah. It is still in, uh, on the mend. Oh, in the mend. You'll get it back. You'll get it back. We, we all have, we all know you're going to get it back eventually. I'm better. Still don't feel right. Oh, cats. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Goodness. But, uh, so, so before this, actually, mm-hmm. right before we came to record, I was playing old school's uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl mm-hmm. on the Wii. It was fun to watch. Weird to call it old school now. But, uh, there, there are some really irritating quests in that game, and oh, I forgot yeah. how absolutely obnoxious they were. Like the one where you have to defeat the Yoshis, but as ice climbers on the stage that's constantly changing and floating around and I can't remember what it's called hmm. so one of many I suppose and you have to defeat the Yoshis in rainbow order and that's just dumb because they're all falling to their deaths all the time it was it was a pain in the teeth during it was a pain for her but it was hilarious for yeah her. I have bad friends no you don't just just bad bad friends what <laughs> they're terrible bad friends I object so. Yeah, you weren't objecting while you were laughing at my Yoshi misery. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you guys probably know, October is coming soon. Woo! October! Uh, we love Halloween. We I love, love Halloween fall. around here quite a bit. And the I, fall. I the love fall. fall. I would love it more if it didn't lead to winter because I despise winter. Mm-hmm. Winter is kind It's of cold bad. and dark and dead and sad. We can have winter for maybe a month and a half, two months tops, and then I'm done. Yeah. I'll give, it, I'll give it two months. Give it two months. And then I'm done. You know we're supposed to Unfortunately, have a really bad winter. Yeah, I know. We live in the Midwest, so we're going to get like six months of winter. Sucks. And right now, it's almost October, and actually it's just cooled down. So yeah. It has. It's gotten cool. It's nice. Yeah. I'm actually finding myself looking forward to fall and even winter a little bit more this year, mm-hmm. because my kids, my, I work now, I'm teaching toddlers, and I'm having a blast with it. My kids are going to get to sort of have these new experiences because they're just you know my mm-hmm. old, our oldest is turning two this weekend yes. i'm going to his birthday party i'm really mm-hmm. excited about that it sounds... i think you were teaching when we started this podcast weren't we weren't you uh yeah or, well, or you finished i was teaching? english te- I, I think i was teaching english at the time i think you were either that or i just finished it mm-hmm. i love teaching toddlers and i love teaching them so like just it's such a great time I'm getting paid to go and walk in the woods and like blow bubbles and stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, sprinklers. I mean, I'm also changing diapers, but whatever. Bubbles, come on. Oh, <laughs> oh cat fight. Oh, oh I get cat fight now. Oh. No. That it just, know, it's fight. fascinating to me that all these kids are going to get to see these things with fresh eyes, and they're getting so excited about the stuff they find on the ground, mm. and we're going to like, I'm hoping we can get a pumpkin and open it up, and they can like feel the pumpkin guts and smell them and sort of get the idea of the sensory. Yes, yeah. pumpkin goo is so. I awesome. love pumpkin goo. I especially. Oh, cat fight! Ooh, hissing! Ooh, there's hissing now. All right. All right, Should baby. Idea. Yeah, there she goes. <laughs> 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 
Nobody interrupts Boogle's sleepy tone. No, he's giant. You don't mess with the giant. He's also, so, we sometimes call him the, uh... The dark side. The dark uh, side. The blight. The, the blight. Because he likes to chill out on the mat, on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no matter what game is being played, he will sit on the mat and he will try to aim for the places that we need to be. And yep. so... He knows. Cats always do. It's true. Sacred knowledge. <laughs> oh, man. I wonder what Bibi will think of Snow. Yeah, that'll be interesting. This is Bibi's first year of life. Oh, so. goodness, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bibi's never seen snow before. Bibi has never seen snow. <laughs> I think Bibi will be thoroughly confused, and I might be a little bit mean because I will probably find it just a wee bit funny. <laughs> That yeah. sounds... We'll take them on a walk in the first snowfalls. falls. Oh yeah. oh yeah, let's let's yeah. It'll go great. Take taking cats on walks oh. on leashes works really well every time, all the time. It'll be great. No. Yep. It won't. They're It'll hugging right now. You can't best. see it, but they uh, were I'm not hugging. He was hi- He was Ryan was sideways hugging Jessica. It was kind of cute. He's he's very hopeful about this leash thing. Yeah, I try it's to. Always fun. We have video of us with the leash on the big cat and him. Lying there, a la, you know, corpse on the floor, refusing to go anywhere. No. <laughs> Not having it. No. Yeah, Ziva, we tried that with Ziva. She got outside and then she got very overwhelmed by it. Yeah, the sensory, I imagine, is pretty crazy for indoor cats. She got in, she got on the snow once and she just like froze. She's like, what is this? Yeah, remember my, uh, my dog, Cassie, she's a corgi, and she did not like to get her feet cold. And so she would just keep picking him up and look at me all sad. And then we ended up getting these little, like, at least I ended up getting these little doll boots. They had these little red boots that I had on my dolls. I put them on the dog and I thought they would work. And then she didn't want to walk in them at all. So really, the story doesn't have a happy ending. She just had to have cold feet. My dog, my, the dog, my family dog loves the snow. He will, like, burrow in the snow. It's adorable. Good. He becomes instant puppy, and he's like a ten-year-old mutt, so it's like insta puppy. Sorry, the post show got all pet and toddler centric. I guess we're getting old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. talking about. I did it. talk it's about brawl kids. for a while. That's yeah. true. I was gonna ask you guys how you think the campaign's going. Oh, dude, what do you think? Oh man, I think it's going pretty well. So yeah. Far. I'm really excited to see what happens next. I want to know what I'm, we're doing in Savinter. I've been Same. thinking about it pretty hard. I think the next section is going to be dangerous. Oh. Yeah, I believe you have hinted to me whom our particular boss for this area might be, and I'm not going to like it. Hmm. Yeah, my character's going to have a hard time because she wants, because she has, I'm going to add this to my goals, but she like wants to help more people, you know, mm-hmm. since with this whole Brasilia thing, she's like, yeah! Help the elves! Help the elves! And then this whole thing with the slavery into Vinter, oh, she's man. like, ah! We are all on a knife's edge right now. We are all break just about all ready to start slapping some humans around. It's and true. It just, would be a bad idea. It would be a very bad idea. bad. Yeah. I'm also not loving being like six and a half months pregnant into Vinter. Oh, yes. Oh yeah, your character as a is magic wielding elf. Pregnant. That, yeah, you've reduced my speed. I have, I have, well, I have, in, I have increased your speed. No, I have, in, I have reduced the gestation period because she is filled. No, with I meant my measure. physical speed. Oh well, yes. <laughs> you I'm, make me run slowly. Yes. Don't worry, one of us will pick you up. Carrying a whole well, baby. I'm gonna need it. You know, you can pick me up and I'll be a turret. 
and you run around and I'll shoot like, things. It'll be like our first. It'll be like our first. It will. Back campaign. when we were in like well, freshmen, sophomores in college. Yeah, so which I think I was first, a junior, but yeah, I think I was a sophomore. It was my first D and D campaign. Oh God, that was so dark. I can't even remember the name of my first character. She was an Amazon. I, I can't remember, remember either, actually, and that makes me sad because our jo- characters hung out a lot. Yeah, she called her Tiny Lady. It was good times. Yeah. I remember mine because she's got a new Pathfinder iteration, so. That's true. Haven't played that one. It's been a while. I know. It's because they're level, like, 13. Yeah. It's, it's just hard true. to do in TFF. We need to, we need to catch a lot them, of, those characters. We have a lot of Seeker-level characters that are yep. languishing in retirement. I've been doing Pathfinder Society for, like, four years now. Yeah, right. yeah, four years. Started in 2012, I think. Wow. Yeah, you guys are better at doing it than I am, because I'm hmm. really bad. I was actually a child of 24. Hmm. Almost 25. A young thing. A young thing. Of 24. I must have been. And uh, now I'm old. Ew. You would have been 21. I would have been 21 by that point. We're so old. We're not that old. I'm okay, 20, you're 20. not that. You old. guys aren't that much older than me. <laughs> I am 25. You are you are 29, and you are 28. So so that is not that old. It feels so old. old. <laughs> we live in a college town. We might as well be skeletons. It's um, true. So all I do so mean. So I mean, half my that joints are like me about your so's. My joints hurt randomly. <laughs> I am an old lady. <laughs> Back in my day, I actually admit sometimes I do actually complain about the same. college kids do. Same. I'm like, what? I didn't do that. I was that a huge before. jerk. Actually, I feel kind of bad about it, but I was shocked. I went to visit my old dorm where uh, Ren's little mm-hmm. sister is now. Yes. And I went into the uh, the cafe that they have there because that was always my haunt, and it was always hopping. You know, it always has like always had music, and people were loud, and there were Nerf guns being shot. It was always nonsense. There was never a time when it was not nonsense. And I went in there, and it was dead silent, and there were a bunch of kids working on their Apple laptops, what? and nobody was making any noise, and I was just terrified. That, that sounds more You know the place I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I do. Can you imagine that place without music and with kids quietly working on Apple laptops? No. I remember no. playing Uno, ter- playing a ton of Uno at one point. Yeah. A knitting circle spread. Knitting circle, Euchre. There was a lot of Euchre. Lots of card games. It was not a safe place for, from the Nerf Assassins game, so every nope. now and then someone would hide behind a couch and there would be stuff flying through the air. It, but these kids are actually, like, diligent and studious and trying to get grades. And, and I'm very confused. I'm very proud place. of them, but also a little disappointed. Especially at that <laughs> cafe, because I remember always getting a Jones soda. Oh, yeah. And just being able to hang out with my friends and, and then just, it's like... Such a good place. Mm-hmm. So many good memories. I remember once when I had an exchange student roommate, Miki, who's I remember Miki, who's in Japan still, I think. But I remember she she and I went into the cafe, and like two members of the male persuasion were kissing, and she was very confused about this. She's like. Well, does this happen often? Like, it, it, yep, it, given it does, the dorm and given, given the openness and the I was very, non-discriminatory nature of this town, yes. I was like, given this town way, and where we're living, the way this place that goes. is normal. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. 
It was a good time. Oh, little cats. Little, little cats, cats being very... We should probably cut this short before yep. we get old and wax about our... Wax uh, nostalgic about our golden years. It's about our what? golden years. We Which are we not even yet. 30 yet. Yeah, none of us are 30. <laughs> Granted, I have a different perspective because I'm the youngest in the room. That's yeah. true. You know... You youngin'? Well, you know the odds are really high that when mm. you're my age, you're going to be probably either a parent or soon to be a parent. That's true. So there's that. That's fair. My mom was my age when she got when she had me. Series. Yes, my mom was my age when she had me, and I told that's her that's always scary. That's really scary. I'm like, yeah, there's no chance of that happening right now. Yeah, not right now. No babies except for food babies. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, and Dragon Age babies, and Dragon, and Dragon Age, Age babies, babies, I'm definitely about to have one of those. Mm -hmm. And it's a MacGuffin baby. And it could be a MacGuffin baby. My character. Somebody's gonna try to take MacGuffin Baby. Destiny Baby. Destiny Baby. And I'm sure that somehow it won't matter how many weeks I am along. Mm -hmm. It'll happen just as we enter the end. I'm gonna let the cats out. Be weird, isn't it? No. What are, What are the odds? Except that they are guaranteed. I mean, maybe. It's, I mean, you never know. Stuff yeah. happens. This was easier. I would honestly, truly be more shocked if I didn't have it in the enemy's lair. I would be straight up shocked. Mm -hmm. Although, honestly, that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. I'm not going into battle with the papoose. <laughs> it's a terrible plan. Yeah, that's not. That's mm -hmm. a bad right idea. Right. Anyway, that's probably enough rambling for the time being. For now. If you've been listening this long. Wow. wow. You must like us or something. Yeah, hope you do. Hi, Mom. That's, that's probably <laughs> who this is. Hi, Mom. Hi, Jill. Hey, Jill. Oh, yeah. Hey, Jill. We sorry. made fun of Callian a lot made fun today. Of sorry. You might have noticed. Sorry, not sorry. We love Callian. That's why we do it. Yep. It's true. We do it out of love. Hi, Jill's parents. Hi, Jill's parents. <laughs> oh, and for Jill's mom, because apparently this was one of her favorite phrases, Bob biscuits. <laughs> I've realized now how much I say that, and I'm totally okay with it. Yeah. My because... boss says that, too, because he has children at home, so he says, oh, biscuits. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm working with toddlers. I really can't swear or yes. one of somehow they'll know that that is not the word they're supposed to say and they'll pick it up and they will all I'm sure like this hasn't happened yeah. I just have this feeling you just know you just know sometimes you, you just know just things know. and I know this thing kids are like that yep either way we should go away now alright thank you guys so much for listening you guys all have a great day bye bye, bye, -bye. or whatever that other word was that I said bye bye bye, bye.